On the show today, Rich and I discuss the copious amounts of cocktails you can make with Coca-Cola, including the Tom Hanks. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and you're listening to the March 20th, 2023 edition of Coffee and Koshan. So, Rich, one of my favorite mixers, I think one of the best mixers on the face of planet Earth, is Coke, Coca-Cola. Whether you have it as a regular, uh, Coke Zero, Diet Coke, there are a ton of cocktails you can make with Coke. And you and I have talked off air about wanting to do a show just called And Coke. And so that's what this is. And uh, we're just going to talk about cocktails you can make with Coke. And actually, there's a, you would think somebody's going to be listening to this and be like, ugh, we're just going to talk about whiskey and Coke the whole time. No, no, we are not. There is a huge breadth of drinks you can make that you can mix with Coke. And it actually is kind of cool. So, But let's start off with the basic. So the most basic and Coke drink you can probably think of, if you're listening to this, is a whiskey and Coke. And that's something you can get at just about any bar on the face of planet Earth. So, uh, Rich, are you a fan of a straight-up whiskey and Coke? I am. It is something that I have disparaged at times. Uh, There was an article I wrote for The Federalist a couple of years ago when I realized Crown Royal was sponsoring uh, NFL football on Thanksgiving. And it's like, how can... You allow a Canadian company to be the whiskey sponsor for now. And I joked, you know, if you're looking for your and Coke, that would be the whiskey to go for. But it's one of those ubiquitous things that all of us have had. And, you know, people like you and I, as we've evolved and gotten into making our own ingredient or not making our own ingredients, but using fresh ingredients and things like that, you can kind of move away from the and Coke and think of it as overly simple. But it's a classic for a reason. It is. It is a classic for a reason. And it's it's fun because um, you can do so much with it. And I think the whiskey and Coke is the most basic of these and Cokes, right? I mean, this is something that, that you can have just about anywhere. It's something that you probably had copious amounts of in college um, because it was like the standard frat drink, right? Like here's a, you know, if you're not drinking beer, you're drinking a whiskey and Coke. Um, but, you know, it is it is kind of fun. It's just, it's, it's a fun drink to have. Um, it's a, a good way to enjoy a, a decently cheap whiskey um, and get a little caffeine with it. And I, I personally am not a fan of like the uh, energy drinks mix, mixed with vodka. So if I'm going to have something with a little bit of caffeine and a little bit of alcohol, I'll go with like an and Coke of some variety. Um, and the easiest of those is whiskey and Coke. Yeah, I uh Growing up, it's funny, my parents drank, but they weren't big drinkers. And when my dad drank whiskey, he was a whiskey sour guy. And I remember, at, you know, being introduced to the whiskey and Coke. And it's funny to think you were you were introduced to this, but I was young and drinking some Jim or attempting to drink some Jim Beam. And somebody was like, well, why don't you just mix that with Coke? And it's like, oh, you can do that. <laughs> and I tried it. It was like, this is so much better. It really is. Yeah. No, that's, that's the way to do it. And that's often the first way a lot of people get exposed to whiskey is by having it with a Coke. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, okay. So let's go to something now that's a little more complicated um, and actually has a history with it. And that is the Cuba Libre, which is rum and Coke and comes from Cuba, essentially, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, and that's the, the origin of it. 
And this is one that you can actually play with a little bit more because there are so many varieties of rums. So to traditional, if you're thinking of island rum, uh, you're probably thinking of a white rum. And that's fine, but I much prefer to go into a dark rum. And whether you want to do it, you know, with a Bacardi or whatever, that's fine. I'm a big fan of Jamaica rum. So like an Appleton and Coke, and then you throw that squeeze of lime in. That's what takes it from being a rum and Coke to a Cuba Libre is that just that lime wedge, that fresh lime juice. And it's another play that's an easy to drink uh cocktail but it's so much more refreshing it it, you know you see why it got play in a hot island climate well and that's it like this when i think of like a summer and coke i think of a cuba libre like that's that's it like if you're sitting by the pool and you want an and coke don't reach for the whiskey and coke Go for uh, Cuba Libre because it, you're right. It does have that refreshing quality to it. The citrus sort of cuts through a little bit of the drink. And uh, I, I just, this this is one of my favorite Ann Cokes. Yeah. And it's funny. I don't drink it often. And I, I think I've mentioned on the show a couple of times, but my wife and I got married in Jamaica and Pepsi has a, or at the time, this was almost 20 years ago, had complete domination on the Sandals Resort. So if you ordered a Cuba Libre in at the Sandals in Jamaica, you got Pepsi and rum, which I'm not a Pepsi guy, but every now and again, I'll have to have one because that slightly sweeter Pepsi flavor will kind of take me back to being on the beach and having way fewer responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-kid era. Um, yes. Okay, so another way you can do this uh, is mixing red wine and Coke. Uh, which is spelled very strangely, but pronounced Calimocho. And uh, this is a drink that comes from Latin America, right? So it actually comes from Spain. Spain, And the origin of it was in the 70s. I don't remember who the, the names of the men who did it, but they were hosting either a party or a wedding party. And they had some less than desirable red wine, And they decided, well, uh, let's do a 50-50 mix and do this with uh, Coke and see what happens. And this is one of those ones that when you tell people, they think you're crazy, but it's surprisingly (laughs) good. And it's, it's had kind of a resurgence lately. Because of the la- or one of the later drinks we're going to discuss, and I'm not going to ruin just yet, and people are like, oh, you can mix things with Coke. But I became aware of it in college because I had a roommate who had spent time abroad in Spain. And we had some cheap red wine. He goes, oh, well, we can make Calimochos. And it's like, what's that? And apparently it's so prevalent in Spain, it's one of those uh, – on tap cocktails that bars will keep really? where they just have the spigot, you know, and they just throw ice in the glass and then fill it all in one go. And uh, I did try a play on this. I, I didn't try all the, the and Cokes that were mi- mixing because uh, I have enough history to know what they taste like, but it'd been a while. So yesterday watching basketball, I had uh, one of these and I actually tried an addition. I, I made it slightly more complicated and threw some fresh lemon juice in there, which much like adding lemon to just a plain Coca-Cola makes it, you know, a little different and a little better. It really uh, changed it for the better because it added that brightness. 
And so this is one that even though it's red wine, you could sip it poolside. You can sip it in the summer because the sweetness of the Coke, you know, it lowers the alcohol content because you're drinking wine. You're talking about something that's like 12% already. You go 50%. So uh, it's one that, you know, if you've got one of those bottles that is fine, but you're not really aching to drink it. In our case, our neighborhood periodically does uh, this thing. I can't remember what it's called, but you'll just open your front door and there'll be a bottle of wine on your front door and obviously not great. And it's like, you've been wine bombed or whatever. And then you've got to go buy a bottle and put it on another person in the neighborhood's front door. So I had this wine that had been left on our front, uh, front doorstep. And, uh, like I said, it was a fine one, uh, but not one that we were really itching to just drink with a steak or something. So I was like, ah, what the hell I'll open this and, and, remind myself of the Cali Mocho and I tasted the wine on its own and I much preferred the Cali Mocho iteration. That's fascinating. Cause um, I mean, let's be honest. If you go to the, if you go to target or Walmart or whatever um, or the liquor store, um, you know, most of the bottles you buy that are, you know, 20 bucks and under are just okay. Right. I mean, it's not like, like a, a great bottle of wine, but it gets the job done. And um, this is a great way to make that a little more fun. Right. Right. Uh, and it's, you know, it, when you're talking about this is very much a target wine. So there are, you know, there's still values to be found if you really want to go scouring. And if you're a wine person, it's like, oh, well, you know, that $50 bottle is great. But this $15 one that nobody's heard of is even better. But the average bottle of wine that you're just going to find for $15 at the store is just going to be an average bottle of wine. And if you've got it and you're looking for something a little different, uh, it sounds crazy. I don't think it's going to become anyone's go-to. But if you enjoy variety in your cocktails, then it's one to give a shot to. And it'll be one that every now and again, the, the mood will strike. And like, hey, you know what the hell? I'll have a Cali Mocho. That's cool. I think it's a fun way to do that. Um, okay, so another, another way to do this is a, a much more complicated drink called the Long Island Iced Tea. And as a former bartender, I think you can help us out on this one. So the Long Island Iced Tea, unlike many Ann Cokes, packs quite a punch because it has everything in it. You've got vodka, rum, gin, tequila, then some triple sec or another orange-flavored liqueur, sweet and sour mix. For the Long Island Iced Tea, you don't probably want to go fancy and squeeze lemon and use simple syrup. And then you add Coca-Cola to top that all off. And it's a, a little bit, like you said, it's more complicated. It's not just a straight and Coke. It's kind of one where Coke uh, just complements it in the end. But uh, because of the addition of all that liquor, that's a, uh, that's one that I think you probably graduate to more in college. I know that adults drink them. I could not tell you the last time I had a Long Island iced tea, but it does taste pretty much like iced tea. And if you're, Looking to have just one while you're sitting poolside or whatever, it's it's definitely tasty. Okay, so this is a drink I never had until I uh, got to Washington uh, after college and was working uh, in the Senate. There was a bar in Adams Morgan that had these Long Island iced teas, and we were all there one night, young College Hill staffers, you know, drinking away our uh, meager paycheck, and uh, someone got one of these. And um, I remember tasting it thinking like, holy shit, this tastes like iced tea, <laughs> but it's not. And, and no. you're right. I mean, these pack a punch. There are a lot of places that won't sell you more than like one or two of them. 
uh, that will cut you off. Um, yeah, it, you know, that's probably you could get stronger drinks, but when you're drinking a Long Island iced tea, you kind of signal to the wait staff what your intentions are. Yes. <laughs> so they're like, hey, we're just going to go ahead and nip this in the bud. Well, and that's the thing. The, the other thing is like because of the addition of the Coke, um, it drinks very quickly. Uh, like surprisingly quick. And so when you're having one of these, you're just, you're drinking it like it's iced tea. Like you, you can mow one of these down in a, in a, in a minute or two. And then yeah. you're like, then you're like, oh crap, I just had a lot of alcohol in a short amount of time. Like it'll, it'll really knock your socks off. Um, but I think this is, this is a fun way. So we've gone from very simple, the whiskey and Coke, which is just whiskey and Coke to something like the Long Island iced tea, which is much more complicated, includes the and Coke, but also several other ingredients. So now I want to move to one that is uh, relatively new. Uh, so Tom Hanks, a few months ago, was on the Colbert Show, and uh, Hanks was telling a story about uh, how he and his family celebrated uh, New Year's, and they were all out at a restaurant, and he was saying, you know, I, I don't drink very often, but someone ordered a bottle of champagne, and I had a Diet Coke at the table because I like to drink Diet Coke, and I said, well, why don't you just pour a shot of the champagne in my Diet Coke, and they did, and he said he got addicted to it, and uh, it, he jokingly named it the cocaine because it's Coke and champagne, um, but it's really taken on, the. it's really been renamed by the internet the Tom Hanks, uh, sort of like the Tom Collins, but it's the Tom Hanks, and this is simply, uh, and he gets it with diet He because he's a Diet Coke drinker. You do four ounces of Diet Coke, two ounces of champagne in a glass with some ice, done. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I had this right before we started um, recording uh, to give this a shot. And I was very skeptical. But I got to say, I really enjoy this drink, Rich. So I had one yesterday, uh, also watching basketball, Go Hogs. And uh, after the Cali Mocho, we had a split that the previous homeowner, who really left nothing good in the house except for poorly installed appliances and holes behind every you know fixture <laughs> that uh, I'm currently dealing with, but uh, she left a split of Asti Spumanti in the bar fridge, and you know that's almost too bad for even a mimosa. So it's been just sitting there for several years and I have this Coke open because I've made a Cali Mocho and it's like, well, what the hell? Let's give the talk. And I had the same reaction as you. I was highly skeptical and my reaction was, I could see drinking this again, particularly in the summer, you know, socializing with people or things like that when it's hot and you want a little booze, but you also need to stay hydrated and refreshed. It just, the flavor combination worked in a way that I did not expect. It really does. It, this, to me, is the perfect pool drink. So if you're hanging out with your family at the neighborhood pool and you want a little something to relax, but you can't get sloshed because you're taking, you know, you're watching your kids to make sure your kids don't drown in the pool and you're in public and, and you, you want to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, with it for all these folks, then have something like this because it's it's a fun drink. Um, it's definitely uh, something that everyone will want to talk about. And uh, it's a good way to relax with a little bit of Diet Coke, too. Like, like I really enjoy this. I, like Tom Hanks, am, am a Diet Coke drinker. Um, and I, I got to say, I, I really like this. Yeah, I did. It. My, I'm also a Diet Coke drinker. Uh, my wife tasted it. She had the same surprise reaction. You know, her normal go-to is uh, Manhattan. And uh, so she's not, you know, a girl drink drunk, If uh, for any kids in the hall fans out there. And uh, 
she was like, you know, same thing as us. She's like, I could see drinking this hanging out during the summer. Yeah. It's and it just, it summer. works better than it should. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this in my rotation for summer drinks. Um, okay. So I want to do one that, that is one of my, and I have no idea if anybody else does this. I'm not claiming I'm the only person in the world who does this, but, um, being someone who is caffeine addicted, straight up caffeine addicted, um, in the afternoons, someone at our office will go get um, cold brews for everybody. So they'll come, they'll go to one of the coffee shops around our office and come back with um, iced coffee for everyone. And what I like to do when I'm about two thirds of the way done with my iced coffee, I like to top off the cup with a Diet Coke. So it's a Diet Coke and coffee. And, um, I, I gotta say, I love it. I love the combination. You get a little of, of the bitterness from the, uh, cold brew and I don't put anything in my, in my iced coffee. I just drink it black. Um, and then I, I pour it in the diet Coke and I love it. And it's, it's a great way for me to finish the Coke. I know it's like terribly unhealthy and everything, but, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I really enjoy that. And, uh, since this is coffee and Koshan, uh, I thought I would w- uh, work my uh, my coffee and Diet Coke drink into this. So actually, I have had an iteration of that before the cold brew revelation or revolution really took off at one point. Uh, and, and I don't drink coffee anymore. Just it, it doesn't play well with my system. It doesn't wake me up so much as give me a stomach ache and make me kind of anxious. And then like about bedtime, it's like, Ooh, I'm awake now. Anyway, I, uh, used to be a much bigger coffee drinker and I liked sissy coffee. You know, I hadn't learned to appreciate just coffee or I'd never had good enough coffee. And I had this recipe book for how to make coffee so that you could make it for, you know, your, your iced lattes and things like that. So it was kind of cold brew before cold brew, except it was hot brew. So you would just, I'm trying to remember it was, it was an insane, you would take your coffee pot and do like, almost a full basket of grounds with like two cups of water and produce this super thick concentrated syrup that you could add just a shot of to your, your milk or your chocolate milk or whatever and have your like fake Starbucks drink. But in there it mentioned, Hey, you can try mixing your coffee with Coca-Cola. And I did. And this is another surprisingly good combination that just the sweetness and the, the kind of caramel flavor of the Coke comes together with the coffee and it really, really works. It really does work. It's one of my favorite things. And I, I know for a little while, several years ago, uh, Coke did these, did a pre-mixed Coke and coffee in a, in like a little, like a short little bottle. And they would come in these black bottles, I think with like gold writing on them. Um, they don't make them anymore because everything I like uh, gets taken away from me. Um, but uh, this is how I, I do it now. And, and I've been doing this for years. Um, but it's one of my favorite things to do at work. I remember the first time I did it at the office, uh, someone stared at me like, what in the hell are you doing? But then I said, look, 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 take a sip of this. Just, just take one sip and tell me what you think. And they were like, oh, hey, that's, that's actually pretty good. I was like, I know, right? Now you've got a new way to finish off your your uh, iced coffee in the afternoon. And, and lo and behold. And it's amazing that the energy drinks, which all taste terrible, terrible, have have really come to dominate that market space when the product, the Coca-Cola product you just mentioned, should have been the clear winner if people were basing it on taste alone. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I, 
I, I know people who live and die on those energy drinks. Like they literally have to have them to get going. And they have like, you know, a couple of them in the morning and they have one in the afternoon and that's how they survive. But I can't do that stuff. That stuff tastes terrible. It's full of all this weird, you know, synthetic stuff. And, and it's just not for me. Um, so when I need an afternoon pick-me-up, I do cold brew with a little bit of Diet Coke. Seals the deal, gets me through the end of the day. And there you go. There you go. I mean, so so there you go. So if you have Coke sitting in your fridge right now and you have some, you know, suspect red wine, you've got a half-empty bottle of champagne you need to finish, um, this is the way to do it. And, uh, I mean, now, now you have all these sort of tools for fun and Coke recipes, right, Rich? Right. And that's part of, you know, just like cooking, part of drinking is experimenting and remembering the basic things that are still good, even if you've gotten more complicated. So don't let your sophisticated palate let you sleep on the and Coke. Damn straight. It's something fun to just uh, enjoy. All right. As always, Rich, thanks so much. Hey, thank you, Brad. Thank you.